shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, July the 7th, 2022. This is episode 66 of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlitos. I got a question. Y'all ready for this? Come on. Welcome back to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Wittiker Guzman Archibol Capeo. And I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm at my old man's house. I mean, I've actually never called him my old man. Um, they're my parents, Fermin and Carmen. You guys love them. And um, if you go back to the beginning of this year, you get a sneak peek into my dad, uh, his story, his life. Uh, I recorded a podcast with him Um yeah, at the beginning of the year, uh, and I recorded that podcast actually a few years ago uh, before he was diagnosed with dementia. And so it was one of the last conversations I have recorded with him. If you guys want to head back, you can find that. I think it's titled Dementia Won't Steal My Dad. Um, and it was just powerful. So, you know, as I'm here, you guys love it on Instagram when I'm with my parents and I just, I'm just having a good time with them. Um, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week. It's been a hard week. Uh, it's been a week where we uh, are in need of, uh, honestly, we're in need of the conversation that I'm going to be having today um, because I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted. And I, I think, you know, I'm, what I'm exhausted by isn't necessarily um, like the the infighting. Like, I, I, I think, I think yes, we're, we're exhausted by that, right? Like, we're, we're, we're tired of hating each other. That's a whole other conversation. Um, that's actually a little bit of my book that is going to be releasing in January. Um, a lot of bit about it. We won't talk about it yet, um, but I don't want to get into that conversation. I want to talk about the exhaustion that we may be feeling um, 
by, by the accumulation of event after event after event that as John Eldridge so eloquently states, um, has the potential to erode our belief that God is ultimately for our good. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but this week, I, I just like, I, when I started writing the next, you know, my, my post that I posted today about the the most recent mass shooting in America, um, I, you know, I started writing, I was like, in the, um, after this week's mass shooting, this is, these are my thoughts. And I started thinking like, did I really just write that sentence? Like, this is, this is now like a weekly thing. Like, this is just a, an occurrence that we will soon grow numb to. And it just, if we don't think that it's actually damaging our soul and our psyche, then we're wrong. If we just think that we can grow numb to it, then we're wrong. Um, our our souls are unrather, uh, unwrapping at an alarming rate. And we see it with the, with the climb of anxiety, climb of depression. Um, and it's just, we weren't created for this. We weren't. And so um, today I'm going to be talking to one of my mentors. Now, when I say mentors, um, he doesn't know, well, he does know now that, uh, that he is one of my mentors. Um, we've had him on the podcast before, but today I'm going to be talking to a clinical therapist and author, uh, John Eldridge. And, you know, John has, has written a book that um, I, I, I want to let you know, like, I know we've had authors on here before. I've read this one front to back. And every single person that is listening to this podcast right now would do better off in their life if they read the words that he has written in his brand new book called Resilient. Um, and it, Resilient, honestly, is a guide it is a guide to restoring and strengthening our souls. Now, John knows that, uh, and I told him before the podcast that um, not everybody that listens to this podcast believes um, in God the way that I do. Not everybody that listens to the podcast even believes in God. And so I, I actually found it um, just so refreshing to hear John talk about this in a way that is inviting for all the human hope listeners. So um, just know that although John may be a Christian um, author and believes in Jesus the same way that I do, he speaks to us the way that I would speak to you, right? Very inclusively. And so, yeah, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not a Christian, these words are going to be so applicable for us. And so I, I just want to hop right into it. Um, I don't want to put a lot of fluff around this conversation this is going to be an incredible uh, conversation um, that I think is going to shift your perspective and honestly, just in, just help you find healing um, from all of the pandemic induced trauma um, that that we have that that we're sitting in, and not only pandemic induced trauma, drama or trauma, right? But just um, just the weekly pummeling of our souls. Your soul's going to be better after this conversation. Sit back and enjoy this really, really thought-provoking and soul-healing conversation with our friend, John Eldridge.
Okay, Human Hope Familia, I am here with one of my mentors that, you know, I'm just letting him know he's a mentor of mine, not only in my faith, but in my fly fishing endeavors. Um, John Eldridge, John, thanks for being on the Human Hope Podcast. Carlos, I had no idea I was your fishing mentor. That is so cool. <laughs> now, now the only thing I, I left in my life, I'm just going to call it out on my podcast, is to fly fish with you one day. So I'm, right. I got to find, I got to find a day that you know you can take me to some hole that nobody knows about uh, in Colorado, and I will, um, I would love that. <laughs> oh God, I got a joy bomb for you. So Let's I have go. a, I have a fly fishing raft. Oh, you right? do? Oh, yeah. With the, you know, oars in the center, guys up front fishing. Yeah. It is so much fun. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Now, are, do you row that raft or are you fishing on that raft? Well, we switch, right? So you, okay. Row, okay. you row for an hour, fish for an hour, and we just rotate. Okay. Yeah, two yeah. or three guys can do it. Yeah, super fun. There, well, okay, just to let you know, this is just an extra added. I have what's called a flycraft, which is a tiny little raft. Yeah. Um, that same idea, but it's only it's built for two people. So, so you feel safe. I'm good on the sticks. I'm good on the oars. So, you All know, right, if, if you want to fish for four hours, I'll let you go. I'm just going to ask you questions the whole time. Okay, look, everybody, we're going to kind of wrap up this podcast because yeah, we're yeah. going to go make plans. <laughs> That's right. That is right. So good. Well, um, John, wh what we're talking about today is, um, you know, the here's here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is we are exhausted. We are wore out. I am feeling the last two and a half years um, and everything she has thrown my way um, catching up with me. And I'd like to say I'm a pretty resilient individual. I'd like to say that I am, you know, really good at, you know, putting boundaries in place. And, but it seems like all the boundaries, all the things that I've kind of in my own strength put into play to make sure that I am still healthy and still, you know, being the best version of who I can be as a human it's just kind of stopped working and I'm kind of now, you know, this is just personal for me. I know a lot of my listeners can associate, but it's, I'm kind of getting to the point now where I'm like, okay, God, like, like now what? Like, like I'm, I'm done. I'm out. And you are beginning to speak into this. And I'd love for you to just kind of maybe blanket us with some overall thoughts on maybe the pain point and the promise that's going to come at the end of that pain point. Yeah, man, because you are not alone. Like, you are not alone. I, yeah. just, I just had three people in my office. So I've been, a th I've been a therapist for like 30 years and an author and that kind of guy. Um, I had three folks in this week, and these are mature people who live well, who know how to practice like reasonable living. You know, they're not like living crazy. All three of them told me I got nothing. Like wow. I'm exhausted. I'm shot. Yeah. And they're still showing up. They're showing up yeah. to work. They're still parents, you know, but they just feel that, that depletion. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say you and okay. everybody else. We're not alone. <laughs> you and everybody else. Okay. I'm going to bed at 8 PM. Yeah. What's with, what's with that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Stacy and I are looking at each other saying, we got to make it to eight, hon. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Come on. <clears throat> Okay, so let, let's, let's understand what's going on, folks. Yeah. Yeah, we just passed through two and a half years of what you would call global trauma. Right. We got to name it. And trauma has K 
cascade effects, right? It's like an automobile accident. You know, you rally for it, your adrenaline's up, you know, you get out of the car, you're, and then it's like the next day that you fall apart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then it's two weeks later that you go, wow, my neck is killing me. You yeah. know? Okay. Yeah. It's like that. So, you know, they take away your normal, you lock you up at home, you got to work from your kitchen table, your kids are doing school from the kitchen table, all that oh, crazy, right? For your, yeah. So we've all just passed through global trauma. And now what we're beginning to experience is the, you know, we're beginning to pay the bill, right? Yeah. The, the piper must be paid. And yeah. so some of the symptoms are things like uh, short-term memory loss. Have you noticed that you pick up your phone to text somebody and you cannot remember who you were going to text? Right, totally. <laughs> right, yeah. Totally. Honestly, I'll go from one email to then I'll get on, you know, like Slack or something. And, yeah. and in that transition moment, I don't remember why. Okay. Okay, so short-term memory loss. And then like social interaction just feels exhausting. Yeah. I, I guess, I, guess the, I, I don't know, it was the Atlantic or the New York Times just released this thing on Last minute cancellations are the new thing <laughs> because people want out. It's like, yeah. oh man, thank you for inviting me to that barbecue. But now that it's here, I don't really want to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these are the symptoms, right? And, and then I got nothing for irritable people. I got nothing for irritating people. Like I used to have a little margin, right? The dude that gets in the, you know, the line at the grocery store, the 15 items or lefts line. Yeah. He's got 30 things in his right. cart. Right. Okay, that guy fries me now. Yes. I mean, it's like, oh, it's over. It's I over, got, buddy. I got nothing. Okay, so these are like, these are the symptoms here of feeling like, and the, and the, and the big idea, folks, is that in order to overcome something like a global pandemic, you rally. Uh -huh. Everybody rally, you know, but you got, when you rally, you tap into your reserves and everybody's reserves are shot. Yeah. So you got no margin, right? You're running on what you have today. There's nothing yeah. in the reserve tank. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're all feeling. That's what's Absolutely. going on. Yeah. And then, and then you know, what you and I are going to talk about today is, hey, there, there's some hope for that. There, yeah. There's ways to, to replenish your reserves. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there, is, there, there is ways to replenish our, our reserves. And Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go back to, you know, maybe one of the things you were talking about is, is really that I feel like just as a global society, we have lost the ability, just like you said, for to deal with the guy with 30 items at the checkout line that I suppose have 15. It's, it's like people used to just be rude on their phones to each other in like in these invisible rooms where there's seven inches of LCD between you and the other person's soul. So you feel like you can say anything. Now I feel like people have like left their phones and now they're just kind of like rude to each other, like face to face, you know, we, we, um, right. Yeah. You know, we, we, we just can't get there. And, and, it's it's gotten to the place, John, to where 
you know, because, you know, 2020 ended with a, you know, a political election that made us hate our own family members. Um, we, we, we've, we've gotten to the place now where I feel like a lot of people are saying this. I just, I just feel like, like it's, it's never going to get better. I just, I, I don't think that these are things that I'm hearing people make agreements with. Uh, like, like um, that I'm hearing, like, like Jesus loving faith people say things like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I think it's all downhill from here. I just, I, I can't imagine things getting better. Why is it dangerous for, for, for people that may be filled with the hope of Jesus to begin to make agreements with those sorts of things? Yeah, I really appreciate the word agreements <clears throat> because they come in really subtly. Right, like, yeah. man, my life just sucks, or I'm not, I'm not getting better, or there's subtle little agreements, but psychologically, soulfully, when you make an agreement with something, yeah, it becomes your reality. Wow, and it becomes the lens through which you start to see everything. Right, yeah. so if you if you make the simple agreement, I am not getting better. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's going to be in the way of you getting better. Right. Yeah. It becomes the limit you just put on yourself there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you make the agreement, you know what? People, people are just not kind anymore. Mm. You're going to, all you're going to pick up in people is the bad and you're not going to see the kind. Yeah. Okay. So let's be real aware of agreements, people. Yes. Let's be real aware of agreements. And, 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 and when we're aware of those agreements, um, you know, I, I mean, you you speak a lot to this in in other books, but you know, for somebody that's listening, um, that is like, wow, okay, actually, John Carlos, you're right. Like, I, I've been saying that things aren't going to get better. I've been saying that I'm just not going to get any better. Uh, I mean, what what's is there a a quick solve to that? Like, do you just stop saying that? Do you have to stay some say something else? Like, <clears throat> help us there. Yeah, you literally break the agreement out okay. loud. You say, you know what? I, I actually reject that. I yes. break I break agreements with that. I have yeah. been I've been making an agreement with things suck or I'm not gonna get better. You know, I I renounce that. Yeah. No, no, I'm not gonna give my soul over to that. You can't yeah. have my heart. Yes. Okay, okay. And That's... then you start coming into alignment with God is good. Mm. He's still good. He still yeah. has hope for me. Yeah. He still has love for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, here's the really good news, people, because I know that the whole idea of like, okay, we're going to bounce back and, you know, mindfulness and all that is in now. It's like really big. Okay. Yeah. Soul care and that sort of thing. But most of those programs are still about you getting your act together. Mm. And this is what these three different adults were telling me this week in my office. They were saying, man, I just feel guilty because now, I, now I, I'm embarrassed that I'm not well. Mm, wow. Right? Yeah. Okay. Here's the good news, folks. God would love to replenish your reserves. Uh, that it, is it's, it's as simple as that. You don't have to suck it up. This isn't one more rally, right? Yeah. He is kind and generous, right? I mean, just look at oxygen for a minute. You are swimming in it, people. Like it is everywhere. Okay. You need a breath? Take one. You need another one? Take one. Yeah. You want one more? Have another. Like, yeah. Okay. That is the presence of God. 
Yeah. He, he's all around you. And you can, you can begin to learn to just kind of breathe him in. Yes. And like, oh, that. okay, replenish me. Yes. Replenish me. That's a much more hopeful thought. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, it is so true. I, and I love the oxygen example because, you know, I, I do, I see it all the time. I get it in my emails. I get it in my Instagram ads that are coming. I get it like, Hey, you know, live your best life now. Like, you know, you've got control over, you know, all these things. And I feel like John, the more I try to gain control with my own strength over the chaos that is planet earth right now, the more I freak out because I'm like, why is it this working? Exactly. Uh, and it just, it just gets us to the place. It's like, oh, wait a second. If I if I stop trying myself to pull this off, then maybe uh, maybe God can pull it off for me. Well, it's like it's like you sprained your ankle during a marathon, and now everybody's yelling at you to run faster. <laughs> it's like, whoa, uncool, people. That is not kind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that is that is so good. You um. Um, it, it, in, in your book, um, one of the, one of the chapters that I was peeking into, um, you're talking about glory and that, that word, um, is, you know, I, I would say for, for, if there's someone that's listening to this pot or to the podcast right now that has been raised maybe in a conservative church or something, you hear the word glory and I immediately, my mind immediately just goes to like, Oh, my dad listening to the Gaither homecoming band band. And there was like, they sang about the word glory all the time. And he'd have the, the VHS tapes in and they're talking about glory to glory. What in the world does glory have to do with me living on earth? Exactly. Right now? Exactly. Um, but you dive into that and, and, and help, help, help us understand why glory, you know, you, your title is actually um, of the chapters glory or desolation and talk to us about maybe the competing nature of those two things and why glory is something that we can lean into. Right. Okay. All right. So let's back up. So we're all tired. We're all beat up, right? Our, our reserves are low. And that's where you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to agreements and you're vulnerable to the toxic stuff that comes into the world. And one of the things that's going on right now is what I would call desolation. Okay. It's like, I don't, I don't feel great. I don't have a hope for the future. It, you just feel empty, right? It's awful. I've come under this thing, man. It Absolutely. is a dark cloud. So you go, well, what's the opposite then? And, and it's Eden. It's like lushness, beauty, life, goodness. Yes. Like, Because why is everybody blasting out for vacations this summer? Right. I, I just read an article. That this is going to be the biggest airline travel season ever. Wow. Pre-pandemic ever. Wow. Okay. So yeah, people want joy, man. They're, yeah. And, okay. Here's what they're looking for. They're looking for Eden, mm. right? They're going to Hawaii. They're going to the beach. They, they're going know, to 11 Mile Canyon. Yeah. Guys <laughs> like that. Fishing. <clears throat> okay. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm building a narrative here. So this desolation thing is trying to come in, but what we're looking for is joy, life, beauty, hope. Okay. The thing is, is that a, a week in Hawaii, as wonderful as it is, isn't actually going to heal your trauma. Mm. Okay. It'll be good. I encourage everybody to do it, but it won't work. And I'm really concerned you're going to be even more desolate when you come home and you wow. go, I'm still empty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's why. Because this is a kind of a cool thing. And, and, and for the folks that don't have like the Bible stuff in their background, 
the, sure. I, I just got to fill you in. This is really fun. So there was this thing called the tabernacle. It was like a mobile temple that, that, that Israel took around with them in the desert, right? It was kind of like a pack and play, you know? Yes. They put it up and God comes and then they, he'd move off and they kind of follow him, pack it up and go kind of a thing. And then they finally, got, they finally got into their place. They got into Jerusalem and they built an actual temple. And what it says is it says the glory of God would fill the temple. Huh. But what that means is his beauty. Wow. His life. It was literally meant to feel like Eden. Yeah. It's the way you feel when you get to the North Shore of Kauai. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. It, it's it's um, some friends ask you to go sailing for a week with them in the Caribbean. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. It's life-giving. It's nourishing. That's what the presence of God does. And the word they put on that was glory. Okay. And then the word got really religious and really weird yes. and kind of creepy. <laughs> like, I, yeah, man, like super creepy. But, but if we could just go look, like, you've seen it, folks. Like, you're at the beach and the sun breaks through the clouds and it hits the water and it's shimmering on the water. That's it. There it is. That's it. Yeah, that's the presence of God. Yeah. Bringing beauty and life and goodness. And that can fill your soul. Okay. You, you can actually ask for that. You can say, I need Eden inside of me. Wow. I need Eden in my heart. Would you like re-Eden me? Would you like replenish me, renew me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's put that okay. on a bumper stickle. Can you re-Eden me? Like, like I, I'm, I'm in. That's a great word. That's a, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to take that and I'm going to be like, Lord, like, when I'm when I'm in another Delta Sky Club somewhere, you know, traveling from Boise, Idaho, to, uh, Lord, I need to be re-eatened right now. Like I need that yes. to happen. And and you're saying that that is actually you can ask for that, yes. and that will happen. You don't have to fly to the North Shore of Oahu. You don't like those things can actually happen in the capillaries of your heart in the moment that you ask. Yeah, it, it, if it's not available here, we're hosed, mm. right? Like it, if God's not available right here, right now in our depletion, then w what yeah. do we got? Right. Yeah. We're just, we're just back to, well, you're on your own folks, yeah. but the uh, offer is I'm with you and I can re-eat in your heart. I can breathe life into you. I can fill your reserves. Just ask. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think. This is a great place in the conversation for someone that's listening. I know, I know a lot of times when people read my books or if I post a prayer on Instagram, they say all the time, oh my gosh, Carlos, thanks for posting that prayer because you know, I don't really know how to pray. And I was able to just read your words or listen to you in your audiobook, pray that. And I pray it out loud with you. Could, would you do us a favor in the middle of this interview and, yeah. and, 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 Show us exactly what that looks like to ask God to re-Eden our hearts, you know, yeah. and maybe, and maybe somebody could just <clears throat> listen to what you pray right now. And that can be their starting point to, wow, I can do this. I, John just showed me how I can do this every day. Yeah. Yeah. But let's do, that's so good. So here's what I do. I go okay. to Jesus, Jesus, I'm empty. I am sapped. I got, I got nothing. Mm. And I'm tired of trying to rally on my own. Would you fill me with life? Wow. 
with beauty, with joy. Would you do that? Would you re-Eden my soul? I just pray for, yeah, your resilience, your strength to fill my heart. Amen. 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 So, so you're telling, wait a second, that did not sound like a very churchy prayer, John. Like, like that didn't sound like something <laughs> I was taught in fourth grade at, at, at my, at my Bible school. You're saying that, that this talking to God thing is just talking to God. Yeah. All the other stuff gets in the way people. Like it's not helpful. It's yeah. not right. Get all that other stuff out of the way. Um, just I'm zonked. I yeah. need some help. Fill me with your beauty. Yeah, man. Yeah. That is, that, that's so good. All right. What did I say? John bringing the boom, boom to the podcast. The boom, boom. I'm sorry. I don't even know what that means. He is just dropping knowledge left and right. Hey, let's take just a second and talk about a couple partners here on Human Hope this week. Y'all know I love me some Athletic Greens. And our next partner is a product that I've been using every day. That is Athletic Greens. And also, I've now converted my entire family into Athletic Greens users. Listen, I needed to fix my gut health. And also, I wasn't getting all the veggies in my system that I needed while I was traveling. So I started taking Athletic Greens. Greens. Now, listen, I love Athletic Greens because I, I can take the little packs with me when I travel. I've got some in my backpack right now. And also, it has just done wonders for my energy and my gut health. Literally, it costs me less than $3 a day and I'm investing into my health. So this is what I've done to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, which I have in my backpack right now, with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash human hope to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our next partner is Green Chef. Green Chef is a certified CCOF meal kit company. And I love the fact, the Whitakers love the fact that they are so flexible. Okay, Green Chef is flexible with the different ways that my family has to eat. We get Green Chef every other week and my kids love it. Okay, it's premium, it's organic. So my wife loves it. Okay, she gets seasonal produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients that she can trust. She is the one that cooks for the family because I'm horrible at cooking. It's convenient. It's easy. So even me that's horrible at cooking can use these Green Chef meal kits. And also listen, whatever your lifestyle is, if you are vegetarian, if you're vegan, if you're paleo, if you're keto, if you just want gluten-free, they will help with all of it however you want to eat. Now, let me tell you, we have been doing Green Chef for a few months now, and my entire family loves it. So I want you to love it as well. This is what you got to do. Go to greenchef.com slash humanhope135 and use the code humanhope135 to get $135 off across five boxes, plus free shipping on your first box. Again, go to greenchef.com slash humanhope135 and use the code humanhope135, the number one meal kit for eating well. Um, in, in your book, and again, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, you're leaning into all this in your, in your brand new book, Resilient, uh, that is actually coming out today as this podcast is, is being released. So all the human hope listeners have, all right, like, you got homework. Listen, do, the do, podcast do. is out. 
that today's the day, right? And so you don't just you you don't just have to listen to John. You can um uh you can actually go read it. And actually, John and I, John may not even know this, but we have scheduled an Instagram live that he's going to be on my Instagram today as well. So um it, it's it's a big day for you, I know, but it's also a big day for us to to get this resilient message into into our hearts. And uh, hopefully this podcast can be something that can spur us to that. But one of the things I wanted to ask you in particular is you, you talk about um, the three layers of our being. Uh, okay. And I'd love for you to kind of lean into what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because this is another thing. This is why we're zapped and tapped out. Okay. So everybody's got a shallows and a midlands and a depths to their being, right? Okay. And the shallows looks like this. The shallows is what you want for lunch, that email you just read, the song that's from high school that's going through your head now. It's that random chatter that just goes on through your brain all day long. It's this this distraction and that thing. And, you know, oh, squirrel, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. The shallows is where most people spend their life. Yeah. They just constantly live in the buzz and in the distraction. And as soon as, as they get a notification on their phone, they just need your grab it and they look uh-huh. at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then it's this thing and that thing. Okay. And actually, Nicholas Carr almost won the Pulitzer. He wrote a book called The Shallows. Really? Yes. Based on, the, based on this idea? No, 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 no. No. What oh. he was saying was that the internet is fragmenting our brains. Wow. Technology is literally changing the structure of the human brains and it's keeping you distracted. Wow. So he called it the shallows and I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's exactly yeah, right. That's it. That's good. Okay. All right. So then you got deep, you go a little deeper Yeah. and you go, yeah, you go a little deeper in your own soul and you go, oh, here, here's what we call the cares of life. Okay. Right. This is the Midlands. This is your concerns about your kids. Uh-huh. This is your worry about your aging parents. This is the, your you know, disappointment with your career. It, it's all that stuff. It's the heartache of life, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's the stuff that wakes you up at night, you know, keeps you up at two in the morning when you're thinking about, man, what are we going to do about Johnny, right? It's yeah. all that, okay? And that's a beautiful territory, but there's something even deeper about you, everybody. Wow. Down in the depths of your being is where hope lies. It's where love resides. Down in the depths are like the eternal things, the everlasting things, joy. Okay. And and God tends to hang out down there. He hangs out in the depths of your being. Right? He he'll visit you in the in the scattered shallows. He'll he'll help you there, but he doesn't hang out there. Because mm. he doesn't like all that stuff, all the noise, <laughs> all the chatter, right? Okay. He tends to hang out in the depths. So if you want to like hang out with God, mm. you gotta learn to let go of the distractions and the shallows for a few minutes. You gotta just release the cares of the Midlands. You actually got to learn to tune in to the depths of your own being. Wow. It's going to blow you away, people, because guess who's down there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's been waiting for you? Yeah. 
Wow. How, how often do we need to move from the shallows through the Midlands to the depths? Like, is this a, is this daily rituals? Is this maybe once a week? Is this, oh, well, John, I do that when I go to church and they play my favorite worship song and the keychain happens and I get goosebumps. Um, it like, is that, is that when I'm supposed to get to the, to the depths or talk to us about that? Well, let's just admit church is pretty noisy. Yes. I, I think it's pretty hard to find God in church yeah, because yeah. it's noisy. Yeah. Right. True. There's a lot going on. It's good stuff. And there, yeah. and there's people and there's encouragement and there's some thoughts for the day. And I do love worship music, but here's my recommendation. Yeah. When you get up in the morning, don't look at your phone. Wow. Don't look at your phone. Leave it face down on the counter. People don't yeah. look at your phone, <laughs> make yourself a cup of coffee and create some quiet. Yeah. Create some quiet, sit at the window you know, look out at what's going on in your garden or whatever. Yeah. And allow um, 10 minutes. Give yourself 10 minutes of quiet so that you can just tune in to the presence of God with you. Mm. It will be very nourishing. Ah, uh, that, that is one of the things that you, you said, you may or may not remember this in a podcast years ago, um, was you were talking about how the amount of of content that we consume, um, it, and and you were comparing it to like our grandparents and great grandparents' generations, and how that just the there is no way that we were created with the capacity to consume all of this stuff. And it, it sounds very similar to what you're saying right now, which what happens in the morning, because for most of us, we use our phones as our alarm clocks. And our, we wake up and there's 15 notifications waiting yes. for us. And before I even put my feet on the floor, I've, I've consumed more content in, that, in those 15 minutes in bed than my probably grandpa did in a month, right? Exactly. Right. And you're in the matrix. Like, yeah. it's over. You, <laughs> you look at that thing and there's that panic text and there's that email you forgot to respond to. And here's your... And you're gone, man. You're yeah. already sucked into the chaos of the day. Yeah. So not kind. It's not yeah. a, it's not a human way to live. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm picturing as you were talking about the shallows, the midlands and the depths, you know, in my head, I'm suddenly like imagining my, my soul as kind of like its own Narnia, my soul as its own, um, not even just Narnia, but as, as its own, Oh, what's the other, the other, um, movie with the with the hobbits in the lord of the rings lord of the rings right like yeah i've got, I've got like my <laughs> i've got i've got this battle happening in my own soul you know as i'm moving from the shallows in the middle of the depths you know you you talk about all those things and you're you're just so good with your words i mean you're a you are like a modern day poet um but you you i do feel like you know as much as there's a lot of um there's there's just a lot of kind of soul lifting stories in the world these days. Like, you know, if we just listen to more good news, um, if we subscribe to all the good news, Instagram accounts that are just going to make us feel better for a fraction of a second, maybe that's going to be the key. Maybe I just need to stop listening to bad news, but you, you seem to be writing with way more of a sense of urgency in, in this book. You seem to be communicating with a little more urgency than maybe the John that I've been used to reading uh, in the past. Can you tell us why you feel like it's maybe a little bit more urgent for us these days than maybe even in days gone by? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's a perfect storm. 
actually, Carlos, because we came into the pandemic worn out by modern life, right? That was, that was what we were talking about a couple of years ago, right? was just the craziness of the pace of life and all that stuff. That was pre-pandemic. It's not like yeah. we came into the pandemic with full tanks. Right, okay. right. <clears throat> and then it was the politics and all of that stuff and the high, uh, churches splitting over masks, all that stuff, right? Yeah. I had yeah. friends who couldn't, they couldn't go home for Thanksgiving because they disagreed about vaccine. Wow. wow. Okay, so, the, yeah. so we, got, we got clobbered by the last two years. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm concerned about. <clears throat> Everybody's rushing out to get tacos and concerts and vacations thinking that that is going to heal their soul. Mm. It's not going to work. And they're really set up for a pretty massive loss of heart. Wow. And actually a loss of faith. Like, where's God? Like, I, I, just, I didn't even know if I believe any of this stuff. I think we're in that moment. I think we're in the wow. epicenter of that perfect storm. Yeah. And, and you and I were talking about, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff out there about how to bounce back and be resilient yeah. and the new you and all that stuff. But it's all self-effort. Yes. And what I'm trying to urge people is to say, look, you, what it means to be a human being is to need God. Mm. Like he literally is meant, he is the fuel that we run on. He, he, is, he is the completion of your being. You are, mm. you are part uh, of a being. And the yeah. other part is God. So like when Jesus used that story, he said, hey, I'm a vine and you're a branch. It's like, we're meant to be like integrated, like one reality. So what I'm, I'm urging is, look, um, all that other stuff might be a little helpful, but yeah. what we need right now so that we don't lose heart and, and lose faith is we, we actually need union with That's God. That's so good. That's so good. That is, that I think, I feel like that is that. That phrase "union with God" is the breath that a lot of the listeners are th- are going to be feeling like. Oh my gosh! There's the exhale. There's the thing that I f- that I didn't know I needed, and it is that union. It is that waking up in the morning and 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 finding union. It is that being in the Delta Sky Club in the midst of craziness and asking God to re eat in your heart. It is. It is all of these things, and um, I'm just I'm just so grateful that you. Um, leaned into this message because um, you're right. It is urgent and I feel the urgency at hand. I, I do have a question about, um, there's a, I've got a lot of, a lot of listeners that have little kids and you know, we, you, you've had, you've had little kids at one point. I've had little kids at one point. They're, they're all big now, but do, do you feel like, like this, this message is even applicable and translatable to to our kids and the worlds that they live in at eight years old. And how important is it as parents that we make sure that we are not showing our children that, hey, listen, the, the key and the ticket to the trauma that we're dealing with is, is we're, we're going to go uh, to Disneyland and you're going to feel good for a couple of days, but then you're going to come back home and you know, you're going to hear the news that we're watching and there's, you know, there's mass shootings happening. There's all of these things. Uh, speak into parenting for a second. Um, and because I feel like you, you have some words for parents that are listening and how we can make sure we're l- pouring this message into our kids as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. So here, here's a fun story. So we were teaching some parents how to help their kids find Jesus in their own heart. Okay. Because you can drop into your own heart and meet God. Yes. You can. Okay. Yeah. And here's the story. It's a beautiful seven-year-old boy. And he says, yeah, I did. I saw Jesus and he, he offered me a sandwich. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and, and he said, he said, I'm a good kid. And he said, everything's going to be okay at school because things were not okay at school. Yeah. And, and, and so we can teach our kids a very simple life with God. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be all the performance stuff because we, we ask him to dwell within our own hearts, right? Mm. Yeah. You're the you're the new Eden, folks. This is where you get to live with God. You, okay, and so to teach kids that is huge. Yeah, and it, it sounds like you know from the conversation you had with the seven year old that they can actually probably teach us a few things about the simplicity of, of what Eden could probably look like. Jesus wants to give me a sandwich. That is what was filling his soul in that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, quicker because they don't have all the other stuff in the oh. way. They they get there quicker. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, John, this has been so, so helpful and, and very hopeful, uh, you know, being on the Human Hope podcast. Um, any, um, any, any kind of last words to maybe wrap up uh, the message of what resilient is for the Human Hope listeners? Mm. <clears throat> God loves you very, very deeply. And he is the completion of your humanity. It's okay that you need so much. Yeah. You're leaky. To yeah. be human is to leak a lot. You leak out. You know, people tell you they love you and the next day you forget. You know, you do a great job on a project and the next day you forget. It, it's to be human is to be leaky. Yes. God God wants to come in and and fill your humanity. Ask wow. him. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. So good. Thanks buddy. This has been yeah, man. really really good. I mean, I didn't want it to end. Like I looked at the clock when the interview finished and I was like, John, can we talk for another seven hours? <laughs> uh, he's just so wise and I'm just so grateful for everything he's poured in my life. Um, if you guys have read any of my books, um, you've read John because the way I pray, um, the way I do so much in my faith is a result of this man and his teaching, my daily prayer, all of those things. Um, they came from his teaching. So I'm just, I'm just grateful. I don't want to get too sappy on here. Um, but thank you, John. And please, everybody, go pick up a copy of his book, Resilient. It's at all the places that you pick up books. And um, with that, let's queue up Dr. Delight and start moseying on out of here. I, again, want to thank you for subscribing. The biggest thing you can do is subscribe and share the podcast. I got big plans. I got more plans. And I would actually love for you guys to continue to email me at carlos at carloswhitaker.com with two T's uh, to let me know some ho- some guests, not some hosts, or maybe some hosts if you're tired of me, uh, for the Human Hope Podcast. I'd love to get more people that you guys are interested in on here as well. I actually have something really, really exciting coming up in three weeks that I've never done before. Uh, and I'm going to take you a little bit on the journey. It's going to be kind of like a, a series. <gasps> Well, who am I? Like an evangelical Christian pastor from 2010 with my podcast series? 
Am I going to name it after like a cool movie? No, I don't know, but it's a series, okay? Only half of you guys got that joke. Um, I'm just excited that you guys are here. Please share this podcast if you think it'll be helpful um, to somebody else. And I will see you next week on another episode of the Human Hope Podcast.